Welcome to the Nerd Ascended Podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Chelsea. And this is what we're nerding out about this week. Hi, nerds. Welcome back to the Nerd Ascended Podcast. We hope you're all having a fantastic summer so far. Um, At the point that we're recording this, it is the middle of July. So just past... (laughs) Yes, it is. Even in Oregon, it was actually 85 yesterday, but it is just past the 4th of July for us and just before the release of the new Lion King movie, which is how I've been marking my summer is when when these movies, especially the <laughs> Disney live action ones, have been coming out. But speaking of movies, another one of our major ones that we've been waiting for just came out recently and we both have finally seen it, which was Spider-Man Far From Home. And I think we're going to do an entire Spider-Man focused episode for our next one. So we won't delve too much into it right now. But I just will say that that is probably one of my favorite Spidey movies of all time, which seems to be kind of a general consensus. Yeah, I can't believe you saw a Spider-Man movie before I did because Spider-Man has always been my jam. Yeah, (laughs) I just managed to have the schedule opening, I guess. Yeah, we just... It just wasn't going to happen the weekend it came out. So we went last night and we went to Alamo Draft House so we could have fancy little beers and mac and cheese. And it was Which also is... free popcorn night on Fridays. So it was another point for why I love going to Alamo. Wow. They have free popcorn on Fridays? Yeah. Well, you, I have, to, like... you have to go in the tap room and buy a drink and then you get free oh. popcorn. But we were already doing that. Like we went and got little half pints during their happy hour mm-hmm. so they were cheaper and we just got like little beers and then we got free well, popcorn and they gave us the you know like the giant bowls you get in the movie theater and she's like just yeah. take it with you so we just well, take a little bowl uh, this podcast is not sponsored by alamo draft house i wish if you're listening, <laughs> I wish, yeah. we are accepting offers but i will say that is a pretty great plug for a movie theater chain in my opinion i mean free popcorn sounds like something you do on like tuesday or wednesday or something but all you have to do is buy a beer in the tap room and you get free yeah. popcorn with your movie. I mean, good you on You just Alamo have to buy house. a drink in the tap room. And if you do what we did and you go during happy hour, it's that pretty is perfect. cheap. So that's a plug for Alamo Draft House there. We don't have those here, which is really sad. Uh. We do have um, Cenotopias, which just aren't as good. And they went through a whole thing recently and they got bought out by another chain and whatever. And that one's not even close enough to us. But I will throw a plug in for Regal because that's the theaters we have here. And I have their loyalty card um, the and the Regal app, which is completely uh, free to sign up for. And I will tell you, I haven't paid for popcorn in years wow. because of that app. So because we just <laughs> build up the points and use it. So, hey, there's a plug for Alamo Draft House and Regal if you have those <laughs> in your area. And if... Uh, you guys are looking for a podcast to be featured on. We would love to be sponsored. Yeah. So. One of our five listeners is the CEO of Alamo. Oh my God, I would die. But hey, if that happens to be the case, we are open to discussion. I will so. say about the Spider-Man movie that doesn't play really into our whole episode about Spider-Man. I, Ryan and I both swear we saw Stan Lee in it. Uh, like a shot right at the very in the mid credit scene like to the point where I wasn't really looking and then Ryan nudged me and was like there's that Stan guy 
<laughs> that stand guy. He knew what he was talking about. He was just like yeah. trying to spit it out before he was, he was gone. just excited. And I looked and he was there in the background. I swear he was. And kind of like smiled and like shifted away into the crowd. And then it got home and I was telling Natalie. She was like, oh, I didn't see him. And then looked it up on the internet. And apparently there's not a Stanley cameo. But both of us swear we did see him. Yes. So I feel like this was so, a paranormal experience. <laughs> yes. Ryan and I have been blessed by Stanley. I don't know what it means. But, but we're going to choose to believe that, you know? I almost feel like I need to go see it again. Just to <laughs> see if it was just like an older guy that looked like him. And it happened pretty fast. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, we're both positive that we saw him. It could just have just been an older actor that looked like him. Who knows? But he didn't speak. It didn't linger. Like the camera didn't linger on him at all. You know, I think it makes a cooler story if you had a paranormal Stanley experience. So we're just going to go with that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I need to find everyone else that was in our little theater, our little five row theater. And pull them and ask if they saw him. Or maybe it was just us. And we've been blessed by Stanley. I mean, we're just going to go with the cooler interpretation either way. So, because that's what we do here. Yeah. We don't need facts, just faith. (laughs) So. (laughs) That sounds like a J. Jonah James. Oh, well, it it probably is. But I will say I was thrilled, (laughs) thrilled, thrilled with that cameo. Yes. I literally I know I was so excited I was about to flip the whole movie theater over and Ryan was like what are you doing like what are you like my arms went up and I kind of went to go hit him and I was like no yeah I don't think he'll understand no you don't get it we are getting J. Jonah Jameson and we're getting J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson and it's so exciting oh I hope he's in the next that um other movies in terms of updates i did not see dark phoenix but you did i did see dark phoenix i knew it had really awful reviews going in um but for about part of it it was fine it was kind of it was fun um the actors were working really hard the writing was Mm -hmm. a little stilted they obviously did not have enough money to pay for uh, Sophie Turner and Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> and Evan Peters because Raven dies very fairly early on in the movie and Evan Peters is in the beginning a little bit and then they're like, oh no, he's injured and then he's gone <laughs> the rest of the movie and then he's at the very end for like 20 seconds. So I feel like they probably filmed all his stuff in oh probably a week or less uh but you could tell they were working really hard at it they were like committing to the characters and that was fine and the story was fine and then the end was i'm not going to lie pretty bad and i was giving it a lot of forgiveness and space mm-hmm. and it was not great Like, I don't know how the original Dark Phoenix comic story goes, but she's kind of, like, knocked out in this train, and the secondary villain is fighting 
Um, their story was pretty weak, honestly. They're just like, oh, something happened to our planet, and now the ten of us are here to destroy all humans so we can have this entire planet to, like, the ten of us for whatever. And then Jean's all knocked out, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, she's, like, thinking? It's, like, her her thoughts, but (laughs) she's not awake. And then she just suddenly is like, Ohana? (laughs) Ohana means family and no one gets left behind. And then suddenly she was like, okay with everyone again, even though she was like, I'm going to kill all of you because you're not nice to me enough. Or I have decided that I want to give into this darkness and just kill all of you instead. Now she was like, no, no one hurts my family. And it's so, I know comic book movies always have a level of cheese and they should, but it's so, it was so cheesy to the point where I, actually cringed and then she beats the bad guys and then she turns into a giant fire ball shaped like a phoenix and just flies around in the atmosphere for the rest of her life i guess so the end i will say the uh obviously i haven't seen the movie but the the parallels to captain marvel seem fairly apparent there Mm -hmm. obviously captain marvel went in a, a different direction and I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that was intentional or something, because that would be silly for that to be intentional. But there is definitely parallels there, and yeah, I'm not sure what the storyline in the comics is either. Um, I mean, like we say in the tagline of this podcast, we're fans of many things and experts on none. So, I mean, with this particular yeah. <laughs> thing, if you're looking for a lot of great detail about what the comics story is, I unfortunately can't give you that. But I wish it was a better vehicle for Sophie Turner, because she is a great act, uh, a great actress and deserves, you know, great movies and roles to be in. But it's just unfortunate. And I think X-Men might be, it might be time for it to sit on the shelf for a little bit at this point. Well, Marvel did get the rights back to it. So maybe they'll. Uh, so now they're Disney owned and I, I hope they let it sit for a little bit instead of being like, all right, now we Disney yeah. reboot. What happened to, um, the name's escaping me. It has, uh, the one that Maisie Turner was going to be in. Oh, New, New Mutants. Mutants. Did it? Does it come out in October? Like, it kept getting delayed. Uh, I'm going to look really quick and see, because I thought maybe they permanently shelved it, and I know they did some reshoots, which doesn't sound great usually when you hear that i mean i mean Mm. most movies have some sort of reshoots that happen just because when you get into editing it you know things need to be redone or something like that but it sounded like theirs were really extensive and i think um dark phoenix actually had them that's usually not good so no new mutants currently has a release date of april 3rd 2020 so We'll see. Okay. So maybe it was originally October and it got pushed. It also has Charlie Heat in it. Yeah. From Stranger Things. Which, Stranger Things, obviously, the season was on July 4th. So Chelsea actually has some thoughts on binging uh, shows. <laughs> but I, <do. laughs> I have actually currently only watched the first episode. I need to sit down and watch more of it. But um, based on Chelsea's thoughts, Chelsea's thoughts, I might actually try to spread it out a little bit more yeah I mean I really liked it 
Uh, there was a little thing at the end I didn't really care for, and Hopper's storyline was kind of trash, in my opinion. And now people on the internet are trying to defend it and say, oh, but he's always been that way, and he's still a kind guy. But I'm like, he just yells the whole time. Yeah. And then other people are like, oh, but Joyce never apologizes for never coming to the date. And like they're trying to, like... There's this weird part of the internet that's now trying to blame Joyce for Hopper yelling at her for a whole season. And I'm like, but then she showed up the next day and was like, here's what I was doing because something is seriously wrong. Mm -hmm. And Joyce Byers has never been wrong. Yes. (laughs) Even all her little, her little senses tingling about minor things. She's always right. And I don't know why no one ever, like, believes her. That's not true. Bob Newby. Bob did. Did always believe her. Bob did. And I missed Bob a lot. Yeah. And this will be, at, for this particular episode, this will be the one time we actually don't talk about spoilers with this because I haven't seen the whole thing. So, um, Yeah, I can't. I I know I just, like, spoiled a little bit. But I kind of anticipated but... there was probably a date with them coming anyway, <laughs> just based on the first episode. But I will say even through the first two seasons like it's clear Joyce is very rarely validated by anybody and yeah I would say the woman has a lot more going on and a lot more happening and trying and her trying to cope with things and if she is late for a date or misses out on it you know what she just has a lot going on (laughs) a lot to deal with yeah it's the 80s she doesn't have a cell phone she was doing something very important yeah and Okay, I'll spoil a tiny bit more. But she has to go talk to a man who's an expert on something to figure out what's going Mm -hmm. on. Nothing romantic. She's just like, I need information from this person. Happens to be male. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. And then when she meets with Hopper after she didn't show up to the date, they don't have cell phones. She was busy figuring out why the world is starting to end again. And Hopper cannot get over the fact that she was, like, in the vicinity of another man and talking to him. And it's, like, very Mm -hmm. possessive. And, like, she didn't even want to go on the date. She never, like, really fully even agreed to it. So that's kind of weird. And I'm just disappointed because I really liked Hopper in the first two seasons. Like, yeah, he had a little bit of an anger problem. He was rough around the edges. He didn't. He wasn't nice, but he was kind. And in this season, he wasn't kind or nice. He has like two very yeah. small redeeming moments. That was like, oh, that's the Hopper I know. But why is he so? Why is he so loud and yelling all the time? And he's that so violent. I mean, even in the first, the first episode, obviously, it was you know played more to comedic effect. But him trying to have more control over Eleven. And her relationships and not being willing to, or not, maybe not necessarily being not willing, but not understanding how to let a young woman become her own person and all that. So that seems like, that definitely seems like an intentional storyline and character flaw they're trying to go for. But, and I mean, you can, you can love flawed characters deeply. Obviously characters should have flaws, but that's kind of reminiscent of like, some of the issues with the hound in the final season of game of thrones 
Yeah, I had similar problems with where him. Where I I loved him overall as a character. I was so thrilled that we did get Clegane Bowl, and I'm so thrilled with how that turned out. That was amazing cinematography. I loved that that's how he went out. That's so fitting. But a few things he did in the lead up to that, I was like, dude, dude. Yeah. Like, I get that you've always been a gruff, you know, ass. <laughs> but that was just, it was a little bit much for me. <laughs> so Yeah. I think the problem with both characters for, for me was the same, where... For whatever reason, the showrunners leaned so hard and far into their flaws. I forgot about the good parts yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, besides Hopper, I thought the third season was really great. Um, on the flip side of Joyce, when Will, with really no evidence, says something is wrong, all his friends go, oh, shit. What do we do then? And like immediately believe him. Well, that's an improvement. <laughs> Um, I think they do good on the kids growing up because they're all like, well, in real life, they're like six, fifteen 15 to 17. I think they're supposed to be like maybe 14, 15, mm-hmm. like maybe the summer before they start high school mm-hmm. in this one. And then the older kids, Steve and Nancy and Jonathan are all graduated. They just graduated and they're doing summer jobs. Mm-hmm. And the new character of Robin that works with Steve at Scoops Ahoy is really great. She's probably one of the best characters this season. Um, Which is hard because there's a lot of characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she's interesting and she has something to do. And she's not just like, oh, well, we need a new characters. We probably need another woman. So just chuck that one in there. (laughs) Just chuck one in there. Meet our quota. <laughs> Meet our quota. I think the 80s references are really great this season. Carrie, what's his last name? Carrie Ewells. E-L-W-E-S. Yeah, I'm not good at pronunciation. It, <laughs> but I know who you're talking about. His character's a little bit of a letdown. He doesn't really do much. Yeah, it was the third season, third season of Stranger Things was one of my top three most anticipated of 2019 things. And the other things were the last season of Game of Thrones and Endgame. So all of my top three have happened. And I'd call two of them meets expectations. One did not meet expectations. And the not What's meet the one, one that... is Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well, we can, we can probably talk some more about that once I've seen the whole season. Yeah, I ranted for a long time. I've had feelings. (laughs) That's okay. Um, another thing that you and I have been doing the last couple months is both reading, um, The Woman in the Window by A.J. Finn, which this one, I was thinking about this and obviously this podcast is dark and full of spoilers all the time, but I almost feel like with a book when we're not doing a whole episode dedicated to that book or that story, we shouldn't spoil because uh, since the movie version of this book comes out in October, people have time to read the book. Yeah. And it's not like a movie where I'm like, it's been in theaters for a month. You had a chance to see it, whatever. You know, it's your own fault. With a book, I'm like, uh, sometimes people just don't know about the book. So we won't spoil the the big twist. But um, I will say if you haven't read a woman in the woman in the window 
<laughs> by AJ Finn. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, it's a great mystery. I really like the female character lead in it. I will say um, for a man writing the book, he did a pretty decent job, which is not always the case. It is not. She does not think about her boobs. Yes. Or is not described by them, which honestly seems like a really low bar to meet, but there are a lot of male writers, not all, but there are a lot that have trouble getting over that tiny little bar when they write women characters. Yeah. And I thought this one was very well done. Yeah. So they, it, it's very, uh, it's a great mystery. It kept me guessing till literally like the last 10 pages. Uh, one of the twists Chelsea picked up on a lot quicker than I did when she read it. But um, I was very proud of myself. This, uh, the movie version is going to be starring Amy Adams and Anthony Mackie and Gary Oldman and uh, um, Julianne, What's... Julianne Moore. No, you were right. Yes, I knew it was Julianne, but I was missing the, the name. But, but it does also star Wyatt Russell, who for a second there I thought was in Sons of Anarchy. That's not the case. He just kind of looks like that guy when his hair is a little bit longer. He was an overlord. So that's who that is. And he was in a, he's been in Arrested Development and um, several, several other movies. But anyway, really looking forward to that. So anything else we've been doing recently to catch up on before we jump into some of the exciting nerd news things that are happening? I think I have. It's been hanging out in Omaha <laughs> in my closet. I have to have the door open right now, though, because it's not a pleasant 85. It's like 95. Oh. With humidity. Ew. So, so the first thing we have on our list to talk about, I have a, a little clip to play into the microphone. We'll see if it actually works. Oh. To kick <laughs> this off. Yes. I will bring honor to us all. Woo! Woo! <laughs> So the trailer for the live action Mulan came out, I think now uh, about a week or so ago from the time we're recording this. And I have to say, I am so pumped right now. Like that trailer was one of those ones that I started playing and stood up while I was watching because I'm just so excited. I loved, loved, loved Mulan when I was little, as many of us did, but, um, hearing about this live action version and some of the differences there was going to be I was a little worried a little bit Mm -hmm. but I will say um from recently seeing Aladdin and and liking that one um and then seeing this Mulan trailer I'm completely on board Mm -hmm. completely I am too I was before this I knew I was gonna see it no matter what but I was also like "Eh, but has the best soundtrack and they're not going to do songs and there's no Mushu. There's no, there's got to be no Kriki. Probably not. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I don't know. I hope they don't like go too different. But after seeing the trailer, I was like, oh, I get it. They took that stuff out because they're trying not to say the original one isn't, um, seeped in Chinese culture and history, but they're trying to make that more the focus. Mm-hmm. And the songs and Mushu are like the traditional Disney overlay on stories. And it seems they're trying to like more focus on 
Mulan as a person. Like, she was a real person. And Chinese tradition and history and culture. Yes. And it seems to me, obviously, I'm I'm not Chinese, so I'm not the person to really speak definitively on this. But it seems to me that the goal here is to be respectful of Chinese culture and really integrate the tradition, like you said, in there. So to me, this looks very, very exciting. And although I, I think the music from the original one is some of the best that Disney's ever done, and I do love it, and I love Mushu, and I love, you know, the comic relief that <clears throat> was in the original animated version, when I really take a step back, that's not the most important thing about Mulan to me. The most important thing mm-hmm. about Mulan to me is Mulan. And yeah, having this trailer really play up because it it does obviously in the animated movie that's the whole point but it really really plays up the her the juxtaposition of her life as trying to become a good wife with these feminine qualities and grace and all of that and her utilizing those skills to be a warrior and pretending to be a man throughout all of that and so I hope maybe it'll actually go a little bit more into that about, um, you know, the risk that was for her and the different mm-hmm. really strict gender roles that we still have now, but that that society at that time really had. And because obviously it goes into that in the animated cartoon, but I would say overall quite a bit of that is softened. Um, right. I am interested to see if... Because a lot of the trailers, she's obviously got her hair down. So I think that's towards the end of the movie. Yeah, that's what I was assuming yeah, yeah. too. I had a friend on social media that was ranting a lot because a lot of people already hate it. Well, because they're like, oh, well, it doesn't have the songs. It doesn't have Mushu. So why are you even making it? Um, and one was ranting about, oh, well, they don't even have her pretending to be a man. And I don't think that's true. No, I don't think it's true at all. I think most of the scenes in the trailer are after she has stopped pretending to be a man, which mm-hmm. is what happens in uh, the original movie as well. Yep, and at there the are, end. There is, a, there is a couple of shots of her like wearing the helmet, and she's in a lineup of men. And I think that was her, that was her when she was um, pretending. Mm-hmm. And there is a shot of her with her hair in a bun and the stick when they're at training yeah so I do think that is what's happening I I kind of hope they actually keep the which I know it was played for comedic relief a little bit in the cartoon but I still liked it I hope they keep the part at the end where she has a few of the soldiers dress as women and use those skills to get around so I hope they they kind of keep that but we'll see because they've they've changed a lot but I I adore the way they edited the trailer with the matchmaker listing off those qualities of a good wife over the top of, you know, shots of her in the armor on the horse screaming and flipping over people with a sword and like that. I just love it. Love it. I think um, showing the scenes of her fighting with her hair down and not hiding was probably used because that correlates with the matchmaker. Matchmaker telling her makes a good feminine woman mm-hmm. instead of when she's in her male getup, if that makes sense. Yes. And I actually think having her fight and um, do things of that nature while being very feminine presenting 
is actually an important piece of that story because yeah it is that shows that the she doesn't even necessarily need the masculine qualities to really kick butt here like she can have that's what happens in the cartoon too yeah the only reservation i have is the one i've had this whole time was this thing that went out there saying there was gonna be a witch instead of the huns and i don't feel like a witch would be good still because especially since they're trying to go more on focusing on actual china mm-hmm. and history there wasn't really a witch but there were really huns yes right? is that totally ignorant no okay. no that's that's really <laughs> true obviously the cartoon greatly simplifies <laughs> you know all yeah. of that but in this trailer it really looked to me there that they were facing off against potentially the huns i mean it yeah there's scenes where they're fighting like a battle of a large group against a large group and no one's like told me for certain there's a witch and there wasn't anything in this trailer that really hinted at one so maybe that was an idea that they were throwing around when they first started Mm -hmm. this project and maybe they didn't do that the the one thing i was wondering is if the witch is the matchmaker and maybe the matchmaker isn't gonna be you know that overbearing person she was in the cartoon um because in the trailer i did notice they also mentioned they already have a match for her which in the cartoon wasn't the case Mm -hmm. she was supposed to be yeah getting one one. and then the matchmaker told her she wasn't going to so i'm wondering if the matchmaker is a witch or you know there's something going on with that and and maybe that's that might take the place of um the ancestor storyline or if you know that's going to be there i'm very interested to see in general so um this comes out in 20 summer 2020 spring 2020 i think spring 2020 i think it comes out right before wonder woman 2 does which i think is july 2020 is yeah june so next year is going to be a great year for ladies punching people in the face Speaking of ladies punching people in the face, I don't think Ariel or the Little Mermaid does, but she but should. But she should. So, <laughs> um, in other live action news, um, Disney announced the official casting for the live action Little Mermaid, where they um, have casted Halle Bailey as Ariel, um, which I'm sure you're all aware of because the internet lost their collective minds over it yes i feel like i saw the announcement right before the shitstorm, and i knew it was coming and i wanted to believe it wasn't but he but i know i wanted to believe it wasn't but it did it's still going on it's gonna go on for until this movie comes out and after it's been out for a little while but here at nerd ascended we fully endorse hallie bailey uh we both did the thing where we saw the announcement and thought it said hallie berry Got concerned because I'm like, she's a little, she's a beautiful woman. I hope I age as well as she does, but she's a little old to play a 16-year-old. And then I, it was not. It was and Halle I looked Bailey. at the picture too, and I was like, that's not Halle Berry. <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> yeah. um, so Halle Bailey is part of a musical duo, which I think is with her sister called, I'm not sure if you if you call it Chloe, Chloe and Halle. Or how they, or Chloe by Hallie or something, but the, it's written out as Chloe X Hallie, I believe. 
Um, uh-huh. But my first exposure to their music was actually a song they did for the for the Throne album for the last season of Game of Thrones. They did a song called Wolf at Your Door, which is a great song. It's a really great song, has really mm-hmm. great lyrics, really great beat to it. I particularly identified that song as um, being from the perspective of Sansa and maybe Arya too, maybe the Stark family in general, but really Sansa. And it's a very, fe- very yeah. feminine, beautiful vocals but really a strong like threat at the same time. So I mean mm-hmm. I really liked that whole vibe. So obviously if they are going to do music for this particular live action update which I kind of have the feeling they are if they cast her. I'm sure uh, they will. She for has this a one. beautiful voice that can <clears throat> obviously carry uh the classic songs or the new songs that they choose to do. Um, so I have to say, I, I expected this backlash and I've seen people trying to say they're justifying the backlash because of X, Y, Z. And it's just this nostalgia thing. And I just have to say, like, take a step back and realize how much of a brat you are. Honestly, yeah, because there are there are some stories that a character's ethnicity really is a key component of their story. Like, say, Mulan. Say Mulan. <laughs> um, I've seen other people say, well, what if they redid Black Panther with someone that was white? Again, that story is has a lot to do <laughs> with the character's ethnicity. The Little Mermaid. Yes. Does not. <laughs> one iota it does not i don't understand the argument like that it's going against danish culture there are people of color okay but that are danish there's yes and also even if it's set in a danish place um it also has greek myths like poseidon yeah (laughs) and a jamaican crab yeah like there's no cultural drive or anything for this story no there's nothing i would even argue that beauty and the beast is the same way doesn't have to be snow white doesn't have to be no sleeping beauty doesn't have to be sleeping beauty doesn't have to be and i've seen other people say well what if they do the live action princess and the frog and do someone who's white and and all of that and i would and then said something like well why don't we just swap all of them well that's great Let's do it. Let's make every white princess. Let's do them with an actress of color. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? Because <laughs> I, I saw someone post something. Well, what's next? Are they going to redo Cinderella like that? Great. Let's do it. There's already a Cinderella story that has a black Yeah, it was cat. Brandy. It's like from the yeah. early 2000s. And I thought it was like universally agreed that that's the best version of Cinderella yeah. out there. And it just, <laughs> it's such a dumb thing to get upset over like where do you find it is where do you find the time is what i I mean i thought i thought after beauty and the beast which i thought emma watson did fine but people's biggest concern like well if you're gonna live action these things you have to get leads that can actually sing and they did I thought that was the only criteria we had. Yeah, and it's it's just so stupid. I even saw someone post something about, well, it's not about race. It's about that, you know, there there's not very many characters that are gingers and have red hair. Which, first of all, stop. Stop it. First of all. Stop <laughs> it. Pick up literally 70% of YA novels 
you will find a yes. red-headed lead and female. I, I will fully say that, you know, I don't have red hair, natural red hair. And I, I do know people that do and got made fun of growing up and and stuff like that. And I, that's ridiculous. I mean, we should be making fun of people based on their appearance, period. And I will say I have seen people with red hair get made fun of. And that's stupid, too. But the only reason Ariel had red hair is because there was another movie coming out at the time that had a mermaid with blonde hair. So yes. they wanted to be distinct. <laughs> her red hair has nothing to do with her character. There's also literally no reason Hallie Bailey can't have red-toned hair in the film. It's very likely she'll still have it's red hair. It's very likely. She might have a different yeah, colored hair. It's, any of it would, any be, of it fine, would be fine. But... but she, to me, the voice, if they're going to do the music, is the key thing. She's got it. I'm actually not sure how old she is. I'm assuming she's into her She's 20s. only 19. Oh. So she's actually pretty close in age. She looks like a teenager. She does. She has very petite, like, feminine features, which is what Ariel in the cartoon has. She looks like a Disney princess. Like, she right. does. So I, I, I just want to make the note that just because you're not a card-carrying member of the KKK doesn't mean that you don't have beliefs inside that are based on racism and systematic racism that you have been exposed to you don't have to be an active i hate people of color person to contribute to racism and i would really encourage anybody who was bothered by this to to take a step back take a step back and ask why that matters so deeply to you <laughs> because it has nothing to do with anything and really remind yourself that when it came to Disney movies, it took 49 years for us to have a princess of color. And she was a frog for, for most, most of the, of the movie. movie. Yes. And I, I guess maybe we could, you could say maybe not quite 49 years because we had Mulan um, before that. But still, it was a long time. So two in 49 years. It was a long time <laughs> before we had Mulan. And representation matters. It matters a mm-hmm. lot. I I love that we do have Tiana, and I love that when I go to the Disney parks, I see little girls of all backgrounds dressed as Tiana. And I hope when we go to see this Little Mermaid live action that I see people from all walks of life and little girls and little boys. And I've I had a little boy trick or treater by the way a couple years came to my door um, dressed as Wonder Woman, and it still like makes me want to cry every time I think Adorable. about it. Adorable, but <laughs> it's. Just take a step back and ask why that bothers you so much because it shouldn't. And at the end of the day, it's a fairy tale and it's Disney's telling of the fairy tale. It's not your telling of the fairy tale. They get to do things how they want to do them and you, no one is going to force you to buy a ticket. So And the cartoon Ariel is still there. Yes. It's not like they're erasing her from existence. No one is ruining your childhood. The childhood is in the past. They can't ruin your childhood. So, that's my rant. I will say, on a good note, um, well, on a good note, I think she's going to be great. I wasn't planning to see this live action because I don't like fish. I don't want to see the live action ocean. But I'm going to have to now. Um, but I did see there was a a Twitter trend of offering um, castings for Prince Eric that are very different. Mm-hmm. And my favorite one, 
Oh, wait, no, not Prince Eric. Uh, there was that for Prince Eric, and there's also ones for Ursula. And my favorite one was Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> he retweeted it, and I think just put, like, lyrics to Poor Unfortunate Souls <laughs> on it. And I was like, I will be there for sure if you do that. I will say, I've seen, um, obviously, chatter that Melissa McCarthy is in consideration for Ursula. And I, I love Melissa McCarthy. I think she's a fantastic actress and would do great. But I will say that is uh, something I I want them to consider hiring a drag queen to do. Because the character... Nina West. Nina West, I'd be fully on board with. Um, or Ginger Minge, who has done a social media campaign to be considered for Ursula um so either one of them I think would be fantastic but the character of Ursula in the Disney version was based in appearance on the drag queen divine so I think it would just be appropriate um but we'll see we'll see so that's my uh that's our I should say rant (laughs) and call to you Take a step back and ask why it bothers you so much. And at the end of the day, remember, mermaids don't exist. <laughs> if you want a, uh, a realistic mermaid, um, she needs to be made out of scales and green and very horrifying. Please see Asia O'Hara's take on mermaid in yes. season uh, 11? 10. 10 of Drag Race. Yeah. So. And mermaids don't exist. You can't say what they look like because they're a fantastical creature. They can look like anything. Yes. And pirates who saw them were likely seeing manatees. So keep that in mind. They didn't look anything like Ariel. Or if you want to go the siren route, they need to be able to sing well. And then when the man, like the sailor, leans over and he's like, oh, hot lady in the water, which <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> then she reaches up and eats him. You know? Or drowned him. I don't know if they actually eat him. They drowned them. Uh, we're going to include eating because I like that version. But <laughs> So, more to come on that. There is also trailers that have come out for Maleficent 2, another one of the live action adaptations. And I have to say, this is, this is one situation where I'm fully prepared for someone to tell me I have a bad take on this. But I saw the first Maleficent. I thought it was fine. I think aesthetically it's it's cool i think angeline jolie looks great i liked the idea of the story i forgot that movie existed it was like completely forgettable to me and everybody i've asked including kevin has told me i love that movie how did you forget about that movie i loved it and he saw that trailer from leficent 2 and is so pumped and i was like what so i (laughs) i am really in the minority (laughs) there no, so am I because I forgot about it too. But also, I I was bored with it before it even came out. The first one, yeah. And I was like, I why. honestly, I love a good villain, and Maleficent is a classic good villain. And I, I just really wasn't interested in watching a story that was like, oh, but truthfully, she was the hero the whole time, yeah. And everyone else was mean to her, but she loved Sleeping Beauty. And I'm like, eh. eh. <laughs> I mean, so I don't. 
I don't it's know. It's not my thing, I guess. But apparently Kevin really likes it, so I'll probably go see it. But um, <laughs> I am sure Ryan has never heard of it, so I will not see it. <laughs> but if if you are one of the many, 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 many people who love the first one, get ready because the second one is coming out pretty soon. So, um, yeah, congrats <laughs> on that. I'm, congrats. I'm happy for you. I, it wasn't my thing, but I fully ex- accept that I'm in the minority there. So, in other Disney news, a couple announcements slash trailers from Pixar. The next one to come out is going to be March 2020. And it's a movie called Onward. The trailer I've seen a couple times, but I feel like the promotion hasn't really been prominent for this yet. Yeah. Maybe it's because it's got a lot of time to come out and they were obviously promoting Toy Story 4, which was i liked toy story 4 by the way i still haven't seen it um side note on that i will say the original trilogy didn't need toy story 4 and after seeing that like the the story that we were telling in the trilogy clearly ends with number three with the toys moving in with bonnie and andy going to college if you go see toy story 4 really think of it as an epilogue it's not integral to the story you know we we wrapped it up in number three but number four is a nice epilogue and puts um ties a little bow on the buzz and woody friendship storyline so it was it was nice i really liked that this one started with the cloud shot and actually did a little recap of the first three movies and then it ends with a shot of the night sky instead of the clouds. So cute. It, it, it was good. But Onward, I think, looks really good. It's about um, a magical society of unicorns and trolls and centaurs and what they would be like, I think, in more modern times. So mm-hmm. I don't know a whole lot about it, but it looks cute. So uh, the two voices, main voices in it are tom holland and chris pratt they must be the the brothers the brothers yeah um i like in the trailer the bit with the unicorns eating out of the trash and looking like feral cats (laughs) uh so that looks super cute um the next one they have coming out in june 2020 is called soul which those are pretty close together for pixar especially two that aren't sequels of some sort yeah so that that's interesting, but Soul, there's not much known about this movie, except uh, the very high level blurb. So the tagline for the movie is: "Ever wonder where your passion, your dreams, and your interests come from? What is it that makes you you?" Which is interesting because of Inside Out. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds very Inside Outish. Yes, which. I love Inside Out. I think that is a movie I wish existed when I was a lot younger. Yeah, we talked about that um, in our last episode. Yes, because I I really think it would have helped me understand just some things I was dealing with. Myself. Yeah. (laughs) And so I'm I'm very interested in what this will be. I'm... fully prepared that uh i will probably be sobbing through the whole thing so 
it looks like Onward might not make me cry, so we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Onward might be more like an Incredibles Pixar movie where it's really fun and really yeah. good, but it doesn't make me get in my feelings, which is totally fine. Yeah. Which Soul, I'm sure, 100% will, so. It seems more inside out Coco-ish. Although Coco did. Up. Yeah, Coco made me really cry <laughs> a lot. Yeah, that's why I included yeah. it in the uh, the Soul inside out up category anyway so more to be seen on those yeah disney is busy yes as as always the devil works hard but disney works harder so (laughs) (laughs) that is the truth uh taking a totally different route a rick and morty july 4th teaser came out recently on july 4th (laughs) surprise and it was very odd and right on brand. It didn't seem to show any actual footage, but the next season, the fourth season, I believe, should start, when was it? November? Yeah, and I don't think they've set a specific date yet, but it's November. I'm not sure how many episodes are going to be in season four, but I know they were contracted to do 70 more, and I know season four isn't yeah. going to be 70 episodes, no. but uh, yeah, interested to see where they're going with that because... I really enjoyed the third season and Rick and Morty can be, it can get kind of heavy with. Uh, yes, very unexpected. Yes. Heavy. Now that uh, Justin Roiland is the name I want, right? For the, um, who's in the, the little claymations at the end? Uh, Dan, Dan Harmon. Maybe it's Dan Harmon. It's one of. Justin Roiland. The voices. Is, yeah. Does he also make them though? Is it the two of them together? It might be. Um, let me look up really quick. Because I was, I was just going to note, you know, the the change in the claymations at the end. Oh, yeah. Because the first season it was, I'm pretty sure it's Dan Harmon. Maybe it was Justin. He was sitting on a couch with a woman and a dog. Mm-hmm. And then he got divorced. So... The claymation changed to him laying down on the with, couch with alone. alcohol bottles and yeah, you know things like that. Just it is <laughs> so. I'm hoping um, because after after that happened too, you could kind of see some of that reflected in the tone in Rick and Morty too, yeah. especially after the the parents separate. Um, I'm gonna. I have to confirm, otherwise I'm gonna feel awful. You're right. Dan Harmon. It's Dan Harmon. Justin Roiland has never gotten married. No. So it is Dan Harmon. But yeah, you could see some of that tone reflected in season three, too. And season three is also when they had a concerted effort to get more women writers on the show, I believe, right? I don't know if that was in season three or if they promised to do that for season four. So yeah, just to confirm, it was season three when Rick and Morty got a more gender-balanced writing staff and did add some women writers to the show. And Did they add more than yes. one? Okay, yeah, they good. did. And so they had a lot more balance, and they were responsible for, like, in particular, like the episodes Pickle Rick and things like that. And I think you could really just see a lot more... There's a lot more depth. Not that the first yeah. two seasons weren't great. They obviously were, but... So I'm all that to say, looking forward to seeing what they're going to do 
with the fourth season. Everybody loves Pickle yes. Rick. I mean, the single <laughs> image from Rick and Morty that's my favorite of all time is the dang Pop-Tart driving a toaster. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't his house a or toaster? Or something, yeah. And, and he drives a toaster out of the yes. garage, so he's like... His car is just a version of his house. Version of yeah, his and house. Morty is like really upset about that. He's like, "Why would he? Why would he live in a toaster? Why is he driving a smaller version of his house?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, what season was that? I don't remember what episode that's in. I think it it might be season one, and I think it's the same episode with the the yes, yes, yes. Oh, that one. yes. Um, I am interested to see if they explore beth anymore um with did she actually leave and rick replaced her with a clone like he said he would yeah or did she not or has that happened before but that could be one of those mysteries that the show leaves out there forever which is on yeah and who's that might be an open who's really the original anyone to the universe they're currently in and you know yes and the evil morty stuff and all very time warpy, time whimey mix ups. Timey whimey. <laughs> Timey whimey. Jeremy bear me. Yes. Uh so also in the news lately, a small update on the Game of Thrones prequel that has been greenlit. There are apparently some Starks, but no Lannisters. And there are a total of 100 kingdoms rather than seven, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, that sounds a lot more like every family has their own kingdom to me. And, yeah. <laughs> and then they started to con- consolidate. It's set in the Age of Heroes. There should be dire wolves and white walkers in it, which honestly, I don't care about the white walkers anymore since the Night King turned out to be nobody. Yeah, which... He was just a regular old schmuck, I guess. <laughs> I know. I, I really wanted that to turn out to be... I, I get that the my theory was a little out there, but I really wanted him to turn out to be Rhaegar. <laughs> but... I wanted, just wanted him to be somebody. Yeah. Whatever happened to Uncle Benjen? Like, I know he was, cold, he was cold hands, and he helped Bran get back, and then... Like, what's he doing? I don't know. Now? Hopefully, the, I'm assuming the books will give us a little bit more of that, supposedly. I don't... I honestly don't believe those books will. I know. I will. Like, he said, George R. R. Martin has said in interviews in more roundabout ways that he's really not interested in finishing them. Because when people ask him, oh, when are you going to finish it? And he'll give a long thing. It's like, well, I'm very busy. I'm directing this stuff. I have wild cards. I am doing this instead. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. It's not like he's not working. He just seems like he doesn't want to yeah, finish and them. Yeah, maybe he doesn't, but... Uh, people also also not have dragons so this is obviously way 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 before um uh targaryens appear yeah which is interesting that we're gonna get post-dragon and pre-dragon but not the uh i don't know if the prequel is gonna lead up to eventually at the plan to lead up to you know rhaegar and lyanna and and all of that i mean i feel like we all kind of know that story though so Oh, no. We don't really need that, but yeah. Anyway, they've done yeah. casting. So for we'll it. be. I'll be interested to see. I mean, I'll definitely give it a shot. See where we're going. It's not the kind of thing that can deviate from the books, <laughs> so because they're doing their own thing. 
Yeah, it's its own thing. <laughs> um, also going on, I just put this in here because it was really crazy. There was supposed to be a Lionsgate theme park in Times Square. Which would be a small theme park. Which would be very small, but it was supposed to have a John Wick shooter game, a Hunger Games flying simulator attraction, whatever that means. Like, Hunger Games and Flying Simulator do not compute in my brain. And a Mad Men-themed dining lounge experience. And also a Hunger Games-inspired bakery. Which, what's in there? What? Nothing? <laughs> Pita. Three loaves <laughs> of bread? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is that? Or is it supposed to be like a bakery in the capital? Which then, again, I'm like... You missed the point of the story, I think, if you want to turn the capital into an attraction. But yeah, I'm also confused about a Mad Men themed dining lounge experience. Like what part of I love yes. Mad Men. That's one of my favorite shows ever. But what part of that do I want to experience? Yes. What's the like, well, there'll be a lot of cigarette smoke and mediocre white men that think they're better than they that really talk to are, me inappropriately and... like what, what is yeah. that be? <laughs> i don't know what that's gonna be about so that, that has been canceled which the whole thing was almost so bizarre that i did want that to happen but um we used to have a running joke before Lionsgate kind of expanded what they did it a lot of the movies that Lionsgate used to have just i swear every single time had someone's head exploding in them yeah so you know that was my initial thought was but where's someone's head gonna explode in this theme park i guess we'll never know we'll never know unfortunately i will say on a side note when i open this link again there's a little article that says don Cheadle has joined space jam oh hey okay i'm on board i like yeah i'm i'm interested to see where this space jam 2 thing is going honestly (laughs) yeah so (laughs) So yeah, that's those things. Um, another small little tidbit. They released a poster and a very short trailer for Star Trek Picard, which I originally thought was a movie. It's actually a TV show that's going to be on CBS for like 10 episodes. Um, the poster features Picard looking stately, looking over a, <laughs> a what is it, farm with a new little doggy friend. And I do like that they gave him yes. a pit bull. Because Patrick Stewart fosters pit yeah. bulls in so real life. Yeah, so I would love to think he actually had something to do with that. But it, the the trailer is very short. Features him out in a, a what looks to me like a vineyard, carrying some wine bottles. So Picard has obviously chilled the heck mm-hmm. out in retirement. Um, he has gone yes. the way of Thanos, only without the murder. So hopefully. to me, this looks like uh, potentially. I don't know. Maybe a little bit of the old man Picard story, just like old man Logan, which are obviously two very different universes, both including Patrick Stewart. But um, so I yeah. <laughs> I love that Patrick Stewart is I, I like this this whole thing of our our heroes have aged and, you know, I, I like it. Yeah, it's a totally different look on superheroes that we haven't really gotten yeah. before. And I guess Picard isn't a superhero, but. Well, he's, he's not a, a superhero, but. Yeah, it's the same realm of 
sci-fi fantasy yeah so i'll give it a shot but i have to figure out how to watch it because i don't want to um pay for cbs's streaming platform but we'll see cbs's streaming platform makes me angry i'm not gonna pay for it also i can't believe they put jordan peele's twilight zone only on that streaming service and didn't even give him yeah that seems like a waste i really want to see it i probably i'm gonna plan like a week to get a week free trial and watch all of it yep just binge it but i just like can't believe like jordan peele well this is a rant i did not intend to go on today is like at the height of the horror the horror um franchises right now and he is bringing he is raking in the money and i don't understand why you would make a tv show deal with him and only put it on your streaming service that not very many yeah, people Yeah, why limit on. it? I'm sure they wanted that to be a draw to the streaming service, but you're just Probably, making by but... pulling out of Hulu and Netflix and all that, you're just making my life more difficult, honestly. So yes. I'm just going to stick with the ones I already had, but we'll see. I maybe I'm going to eat those yeah. words in the near future. We'll see. Uh also American Horror Story 1984, which is the next season of American Horror Story has had little tidbit things coming out recently um their filming schedule always weirds me out because they film like four weeks before mm-hmm. they premiere seems stressful honestly it does yeah uh but sarah paulson will not have a quote-unquote significant role this season which i'm not surprised at. i'm surprised she was in last season because she has gotten mm-hmm. very big like evan peters and they both seem like they have I'm not saying American Horror Story is terrible, but they both seem like they have better things to do. Yeah, now. and I would imagine when you've done a project for so long that sometimes it is just time to change it up. Evan Peters is not in this season. Yep. I will say, let me think back here. So the last season was Apocalypse. I actually really enjoyed Apocalypse. We talked about that on a previous episode. I really did enjoy the story overall. I actually recently finally watched all of Cult. Well, not recently. It's probably six months ago now. But I mean, recently in terms of when Cult came out. But that one I liked a lot more than I expected. Um, something I really liked in both Cult and Apocalypse is Leslie Leslie Grossman, who's been in several of the seasons. And I, I love her just as a person in general. I mean, I follow her on Instagram. She's great. So I'm hoping with Sarah Paulson taking more of a backseat that it means Leslie is going to get to step up into maybe that role, which would be really cool. So, um, and... Cody Fern, I love him. I I still need him to be Lestat. Yeah, what's going on with that? Or Amer- Vampire Chronicles. It's been very quiet lately. Hulu picked it yeah, up. Yeah, that's something. They haven't filmed anything. They haven't cast anything. Occasionally, Christopher Rice says on his Instagram that he's working on the script. Well, but... hopefully it's still moving. But they got Hulu. Which is a big deal. Hulu or HBO is what they yeah. needed for that. Have you yeah. heard anything about the Raven Cycle TV show? Or is that quiet right now, too? No, I have not heard anything about that after uh, Maggie Stiefvater, the author, said it was going to be on sci-fi, which conf- uh, concerns uh, yeah. me a little bit, because sci-fi is a little... It, it's the sci-fi channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe maybe the cheese factor there could be good for the kind of teenage angst in those like I've just I've never come across a writer who does teenage angst right without being cliche and yeah 
annoying and she does it so well like I I love all of her work honestly I haven't read um Mm -hmm. all the crooked saints yet I need to but oh that one's um, good it's in Colorado if I remember correctly yeah I need to read that one but I I adore the raven cycle I love it I liked the shiver series too but um I Mm -hmm. love the raven cycle what when is call down the hawk coming out is that in October um I think it was October but now my goodreads tells me November no which isn't a big deal but I I love Ronan love that character if I have a child who happens to be a boy there's a good chance that's going to be his name because I I love (laughs) he's already named Ronan so and we can have Rowan 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 And they can both listen to the podcast. Row and row going on adventures. Yeah, Rowan will be a baby, so <laughs> he can probably listen to this podcast. <laughs> not forever. Uh, which f- I am not pregnant or have plans for kids. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, neither of us are actually planning to have children. Well, you might someday. Not but currently, not like but maybe in the next couple of years. But anyway, if uh, we'll put a pin in that now so we can look back on this later and laugh. But uh if yeah. I do, in fact, have a child who happens to be a boy, he's probably going to be named Ronan. So thank you, Maggie, for that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Ryan has agreed if we get a white cat, I can name it Zero. Oh, adorable. So now you have to get one. Also, coming up, by probably the time we get this episode posted, will be San Diego Comic Con will be going on, which after that is over, we will definitely have to do another nerd news update because I'm sure there will be a ton. Yeah, to see what came out from that. I went through the San Diego Comic-Con schedule and got very overwhelmed. It was not like Portland, which Portland's huge it's now. It's getting big. But Rose City Comic-Con, I could kind of like spread out the schedule and circle stuff and we could make a little plan. And then the San Diego one is just obviously massive. But the Game of Thrones showrunners and quite a few of the cast are having a Hall H Q&A panel. Seems dangerous. Which sounds awful. Like, at best, people are going to ring a bell and shout shame. And at worst, someone's going to get up to that mic and be awful. I mean, here's yes. the thing. <laughs> Q&A sessions at cons, anyway, if you've you've been to one, you know they can just turn out cringe upon cringe upon cringe. And I think it's great to have the opportunity to ask people you really respect your questions but and they might moderate it a lot more for hall h than they do in like portland but oh i really wish there was just a better system for like vetting questions and approving questions and not just being a free-for-all because there i have seen some moments i mean one of the worst was being in a panel with robert england uh who played freddy krueger for many years who's amazing and he's such a kind man but this girl got up there and proceeded to get on the mic and tell him how her scratching fetish was started because of freddy krueger so that was weird and he was like oh okay cool (laughs) you know but anyway um it could be very awkward i i'm assuming they're going to talk a little bit about the prequel but the fact that they have some of the outgoing cast coming is just kind of odd so yeah there's quite a few of them I don't remember the list I saw now. I remember Maisie Williams was on it. And, like, Sophie Turner or Lena Headey were not on there. But there were other, like, main characters were on there. 
So we'll uh, see if any cringe videos come out of that. Ugh. Um, other Hall H highlights that I managed to pull from the schedule, the Russo brothers who do the Avenger movies, not all of them, they did the Avenger movies and several others um, are having a panel, which sounds like it'd be really interesting. Uh, the Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead have two separate Hall H panels, I oh. believe. Which, I guess it makes sense. They're different shows. They are, but... They have different casts and stories. Um, the Dark Crystal that's going to be on Netflix has a Hall H panel. Also from Netflix, The Witcher series, which is a video game, mm-hmm. I believe. It's one of those ones that I look at and I'm like, I think the story of that's really interesting, but just looking at the cover, I think it's too hard yeah. for me to play <laughs> Fully agree. Fully agree. Uh, Westworld will have one for season three. Star Trek. I actually don't know if that's related to a movie or their TV show they have going on or the Picard show or all of the above or something else. And also Riverdale. Good old Riverdale. So a wide range. A wide range of things in the post Avengers and Game of Thrones nerd world. Yes. To fill Hall H. Although Game of Thrones is still yes. And the Russo brothers, so I guess they didn't really... But there's leave. not a Marvel panel. So, in other news that uh, happened just this last week, I think, they have been talking about Super Nintendo World coming to Universal Studios Japan for a long time, and someone leaked photos of the uh, scale models of what it's going to look like, and it looks fantastic. Um, I've been to Tokyo and been to Tokyo Disneyland, but we've already talked about when we make a return trip to Japan, hopefully someday, we definitely want to go to Osaka and go to Universal there because we didn't go um, on this last trip. Mm -hmm. So looking at these models, but I mean, it looks incredible. Yeah, it looks super good. I'm also trying to wait for mine to load. (laughs) All I can recall while it's loading is the Toadstool Cafe. Which sounds adorable. It looks oh, like Toad's go. house. Yeah, it's right in the middle, Toad's Soul Cafe. And I mean, it's it's all very brightly colored. It looks, the model at least, just looks like right out of the video game. There's uh, Bowser's Castle yeah, in the background. The, it says Mario Kart on Bowser's Castle. Which... Which makes me believe there's a roller coaster or something Mario Kart-ish. It would be... Like, as a ride. It would be really cool if there was, like, uh, some sort of combination roller coaster Autopia ride (laughs) that you could control. Um, There is also, in one of the pictures, if you zoom in on near Bowser's Castle, there's, like, this several green levels, you know, that look like from the video game. And you can see little Yoshis in a line coming out of a tunnel so that must be like oh yeah it does omnimeter. say yoshi's adventure across from the toad soul cafe yeah you can see so it. that must be like a an omni mover type ride but yeah it just it looks like there's going to be you know usually when they build a new land at a theme park it's one two maybe three rides this looks like it's going to be several rides very yeah. very in-depth very huge and there are Um, rumors and chatter on several websites that this will be coming to universal in california and florida now that's obviously not confirmed or even been discussed by universal in florida i'm sure there's 
plenty of space that they could add on things because I mean it's just the way, yeah. way the park is and the way Disney World is and Universal is there's plenty of land you know they could add buy up and add stuff to you but in California where on earth they would add that I don't know that's how I felt when they were adding Harry they, Potter which they did take California they did take like, stuff where? out for that so they did yeah where, where Universal of California is it's it's in Hollywood in the city so there's not really a lot of room to expand in the hills there so how that would work in California I don't know but I would be excited if this also came to Florida um, since there's, you know, hasn't been uh, any announcement, let alone any groundbreaking in Florida. I would imagine that if it is coming to a U.S. park, it's going to be. It would be Florida. Yeah. And it's going to be a long time from now. It's, you know, we're, yeah. we're probably looking five, ten years out for something like this. Um, this is going to open in 2020 in japan is it um i thought it was 2020 i think so but uh it was announced in 20 yes gonna launch sometime in 2020 hopefully before the 2020 tokyo olympics uh, but it was announced in 2016 meaning it was in production and thought before the deal was announced so if it's coming to Florida and groundbreaking hasn't even started or anything, it's going to be a while. Yeah. So we'll see. Although we did go to a friend's house recently and played their Mario Party that's on the the Switch. Only it was, you know, on the TV and the controllers were so <laughs> tiny. It was so little. You each got one of the little tiny ones that goes on each side of the Switch. I thought they were huge. I've but never they're pretty small before. And then I got my little controller and I was like, oh no, this is like when phones got really tiny and in the early 2000s. To do this? <laughs> yeah. And it was really fun, mm-hmm. but it was also different. Like you would roll the block and we played on teams. So no, it'd be the same. Oh, you roll the block and then that's how many moves you get. But then you have to like plan out where on the map mm-hmm. you're going to move. And to get the star, you have to perfectly land with no moves left right next to the star annoying spot yeah although my partner and i beat ryan and his partner by a lot i wouldn't expect any less (laughs) so i still got it oh gosh (laughs) well i think that's all the major news that's going on right now that we have to talk about definitely a lot happening as there always is in the summer but we'll be back with another update probably after comic-con in san diego wraps up and in the meantime planning a spider-man episode and definitely have lots more to talk about too because lion king comes out a week from now the time we're recording this and then we'll be into august when scary stories tell in the dark comes out so there'll be plenty 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 there'll be plenty (laughs) chelsea's already thinking about uh how if she wants to see that movie, she's going to have to go by herself at like 10 a.m. on a Sunday. So I don't even know if I can go in the daytime by well, myself. Well, I might have to see it first and then I'll tell you. I might have found a friend to go see it with me. Well, that's good. Poor Ryan does not want to see that. So No, and I'm not going to make it. No. <laughs> he doesn't like scary stuff. So I don't like scary stuff, but he really doesn't yes. like it. But you'll make an exception for it. I will make an exception for it and that's... And that's so it. Right now, that's the only one I do. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's it. it. 
gosh. Well, thanks again for listening as always. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're hoping to get a little more active on those channels in the future too. So keep an eye out for that. And yeah, we'll talk to you all in the next one. Bye nerds. Podcast at gmail.com. And ratings are always appreciated. <laughs>